I was getting, I'm getting a lot of no letters. And I kept some of the letters because it was like motivation for me. I was young in my coaching career. I did know that those guys I was coaching, this was their one opportunity. If you really want the players to like you, just make them better. If I want to keep playing this game, you know, as a job, I, I have to continue to get better at that. You have to figure out a way to carve out some value that you have that you can bring not only to your team, but also your profession. It's really good information, and I pick up little nuggets all the time. For me, it's all about confidence, man. You have to have confidence to be a shooter, to be uh, a basketball player in general, and to have success. It's all about confidence. If they walk a mile in my shoes, then they can ball like I do. But my game different, not the same with it. I travel now, y'all just change, pivot. Shooters, welcome into another episode of the Shooters Touch podcast, where we're trying to grow the game of basketball one story at a time. I know it doesn't feel like it. I'm recording this on Tuesday, and it's uh, 70 degrees outside already, but basketball is right around the corner. We are so excited. Can't wait. We've got media days done, most scrimmages done, almost. There's a couple still out there, some preseason stuff. NBA starts tonight. It's just basketball season is here, and we couldn't be more excited. We're thankful that you're coming along for this journey with us. We've had so much fun putting together this podcast and covering stories that uh, not only connect to Iowa, but throughout the basketball community as a whole, both coaches and players. If you could do us a huge favor and just tell somebody about us today, that would be the best thing that you could do. Just tell somebody about the Shooter's Touch podcast and see if we can get them on board and start growing and interacting with our community that we have going here. It's been a lot of fun. You know basketball is about ready to start when the IBCA clinic comes around, and that's this weekend out in West Des Moines at the RecPlex. IBCA clinic is awesome. It's always a lot of fun to go out there and learn from different coaches and to see different demonstrations, learn, maybe pick up a new drill, a new philosophy, whatever it is. And this year will be no different. we got a couple good teams that are doing practice demonstrations. Upper Iowa men's team will be there, so Coach McCowan. And the success he's had will be a lot of fun to see those guys and what they have coming back this year, as well as the Warburg women and Coach Bob Ansbury done a wonderful job with that program. So getting to see those two programs practice and some of their philosophies and the way that their players respond to the coaching. On top of that, there will be a lot of other demonstrations and drills and opportunities to learn and get better. And so IBCA clinic, a lot of fun. Social hour afterwards as well. Uh, a lot of times that, that ends up being the biggest part of these is an opportunity to just interact with your colleagues and learn a bunch of stuff. And so that's, that's a lot of fun. Um, and so that'll be this weekend again in West Des Moines out at the RecPlex. All right, let's get into things here. The reason for the podcast today is to talk about all things Missouri Valley. Had an opportunity here over the last about five, seven days, I guess, to have an opportunity to go to both the men's and women's media days for the Drake Bulldogs and kind of get the perspectives as far as the excitement around the program and what the coaches and the programs are looking forward to. And so that was a lot of fun to kind of see a little bit behind the curtain as far as what's going on and um, what the both those programs are looking forward to, um, as well as talk and touch on the UNI Panthers. Uh, high expectations. Uh, just actually sent out a tweet not that long ago. The Valley clearly runs through Iowa 
as the top two favorites on both the men's and the women's side both reside here in the state of Iowa with the Bulldogs and the Panthers. And so it's going to be a fun year of basketball in the Valley. And so let's uh, let's break that down. I'm going to start with the women and then we'll jump over to the men's side and, and go through some of that. Let's start with the UNI Panthers. They are the preseason number one team in the conference. They received 33 of the 48 first place votes. If you know anything about the way this roster is constructed, that should come as no surprise. They bring back virtually everybody, uh, including adding some pieces to the roster. And so super high expectations and excitement around the Panther program. A team that went 23-10 and 10 last year. Interesting thing, too, three of those 10 losses were actually to Belmont. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see kind of how that dynamic shakes out um, as far as those teams. You know, Belmont new to the league, always full with a lot of talent. And so you and I making that adjustment, including the, uh, a season-ending loss to Belmont in the semifinals. And so I know that that's got to be something that they have targeted in an eye on going into this conference season as well of being able to to find a way to at the very least force a split with them but looking at some of their other preseason awards grace Pafelli was picked as the preseason player of the year again not really surprised there she's able to impact the game on both ends of the floor able to do some really good thing for the panthers they kind of go as she goes um, along with other first team selection maya mcdermott uh, who's the motor? She's the one that gets that ball up and down the floor. She's able to push the pace. She's able to stretch the floor with her shooting ability. And so Maya and Grace both getting first-team honors here in the preseason, which uh, is very understandable and well-deserved. Emerson Green will be another big piece, uh, a leader on that team as well. How her contributions are able to continue to grow throughout this year. Her leadership, as always, too, will be huge. The Panthers have a good and interesting mix of old and new girls or old and young girls to the program. Um, they have some really good role players. They have some great athletes. And so it'll be interesting to see how the Panthers continue to gel and blend um, they got a couple other girls. Riley Goble is one that I've uh, been really impressed with, having watched her continued growth and improvement. Uh, getting an opportunity to watch her practice last year, too, was a lot of fun because there's a lot of just natural things that she's able to do as she continues to learn this college game at this level to watch her growth. They also brought in a girl from Iowa, the weathering girl, too. She's long and, and, and bouncy from what I've heard, and so I'll be anxious to see what she's able to do as she didn't play a lot last year she struggled with some injuries and so getting her healthy and getting her an opportunity to kind of get out there and compete in the valley which will be a lot of fun to watch her got rachel a big six three girl underneath who she her minutes became big down the stretch last year and so they they got some length on the inside and so i'll be anxious to see kind of how you know those three really kind of riley rachel and then grace what they're able to do as a team inside and kind of switch things up from a little bit back to the basket to getting out and running they they have a lot of versatility um caitlin morgan as well as another guard uh kind of almost a combo that can kind of do a little bit of both will be a, a big p part of what they're trying to do too they just they just have a nice blend a good mix um of players with a lot of talent and so 
Um, watching them kind of come together and see how they're able to improve and take that next step will be big. They got a tough non-conference schedule as, as really both you and I and um, Drake do. They, they play a lot of the same teams, Iowa, you and I, Creighton. Um, so it'll be a, a good test even before they get into the conference play to get an idea of where they're at. But knowing that coaching staff the way that I do, they'll be prepared, they'll be ready. Um, again, just making sure that they kind of continue to grow and get better. They're going to have an opportunity to, to really do big things this year. Like any team, they got to continue to stay healthy, um, be able to continue to grind through and, and get better, which uh, I think with the, the leadership that they have on this year's team, they'll definitely be able to do it. And so look out for the Panthers. They have the Hawkeyes at home um, in the McLeod Center this year as well. That game will be a ton of fun. If you get an opportunity to get out and watch these Panthers play basketball, uh, I strongly encourage you to do it as uh, they are, are doing things the right way and a lot of fun to watch. Flipping over to the Bulldogs, they come in second in the preseason polls, getting 12 first place votes. The Bulldogs is less about what they have coming back and a little bit more about filling some absence. Uh, graduating Maggie Bear and Sarah Beth Gildner last year, two starters, um, two huge impact players as far as what they were trying to do and reason for the success and the run that they went on last year was because of those two players. And while the Bulldogs have a, a ton of talent still coming back and in the room, uh, those are two big pieces. And I think that's part of the reason on why maybe a little uncertainty as far as the outlook here in the preseason for what the Bulldogs have in store. Uh, they do have, they are returning nine players. And so the, they do have some talented girls that know the system and know the philosophy of Coach Pullman and what they're trying to do. Um, so it'll be anxious. I just think there's a, maybe a few more question marks. Um, but they do have some steady hands and some honorees here and some some preseason stuff as well. So Kay Denebeer and Grace Berg, two outstanding players, both got first team preseason honors, um, deservedly so. Those Both those two are going to be huge pieces as far as the success of the Bulldogs this year. And um, everything I've seen, they seem po poised and, and ready to take that leadership on their shoulders and run with it. And then the other one is going to be Anna Miller. she got second team preseason. And I think she's the biggest piece. What kind of growth, how much has she improved this offseason, and how can she continue to get better? She started playing really good basketball towards the end of the year last year. She had more and more opportunities down the stretch. And so seeing what she's going to be able to do uh, this year and her growth, especially on the offensive end, um, you know, defensively as well, she's got to continue to find a way to stay out of foul trouble, uh, but she can impact a game on both ends of the floor very easily. And so her, her contributions will be big for the Bulldogs this year, as well as all those girls coming back. I mean, you have Taylor McCauley, Courtney Becker, which are going to play a huge role as well. And then they bring in transfer, uh, local girl, Anna Brown, um, originally from Waukee. And so she's a shooter. And so she'll kind of help fill a little bit of that that gap that uh, is being lost with Sarah being gone. And so the Bulldogs have high hopes. I mean, it is something that uh, they're going to continue to get up and down, continue to push the pace. And, you know, ultimately, whether or not they want to admit it or not, they're going to try to outscore you. And so we'll see if what they're able to look like um, right behind them uh, in the in the rankings is going to be Illinois State followed by Belmont. And again, not knowing as much about those programs and where they're at, um, two dangerous dangerous teams. I mean, Belmont new to the league, but have always had just a lot of talent. They did lose their top point guard, um, Destiny Wells, 
She was a difference maker on that team last year. Actually went power five. I think she ended up at Tennessee. And so she's out of there, but uh, Coach Bart down there in six seasons just continues to kind of reload with talent. So going to Nashville, again, will be a challenge for both the Bulldogs and the Panthers, um, as well as Illinois State, as always. And, of course, Missouri State's right there, too. They were picked fifth. Um, so the top half of that conference is, again, going to just be an absolute dogfight. It sets up for a lot of fun in both the matchups as they were last year when the Panthers and the Bulldogs meet coming down to the last possession in both of those. I honestly don't see anything different this year. Um, Maya McDermott hitting big shots in both those games to to seal it for the Panthers. And so if uh, the Bulldogs can get a split or take two, um, seems very unlikely, but uh, it'll be fun matchups to get an opportunity to get out in both the newly renovated Nap Center and always a fun place to watch a basketball game in the McLeod Center up in Cedar Falls. And so if you get a chance to get out and catch uh, these women play basketball, it's definitely worth it. I mentioned it with you and I, but both these teams are going to know how good they are once they get through this non-conference. It is just a grinder. As we look at it, as I look at uh, Drake's schedule, so they're going to host Iowa State. They're going to go to St. Louis. They go to Iowa. Um, they're hosting a a Thanksgiving tournament this year, which will be a lot of fun. So you have three games in a row at the Knapp Center, an opportunity to get out and watch these women play. Then they go to Minnesota, uh, and then they will host Creighton as well, um, go to North Dakota. They have – it'll be a tough test. It'll be a lot of fun um, for those teams to kind of get – and, and their fans, honestly, to get a chance to watch the teams play uh, leading up to conference the conference schedule. But uh, they'll know where they're at. They'll kind of know – um, the feel for the game and, and what they need to work on, what they need to improve on um, before they even get into league play. But it should be a lot of fun. The Valley, the Valley runs through Iowa. Can't wait, uh, can't wait to see what happens. All right, let's flip over to the men's side. We'll start with the Bulldogs, who are preseason number one. They received 24 of the first place votes with the UNI Panthers uh, close behind with 19. And so Panthers... Uh, we'll be right there as well. It'll be a tough battle throughout the conference again. Uh, keep saying it. The Valley runs through Iowa. Uh, no different on the men's side as well. And so as we look at the Bulldogs, gonna be gonna be different. Obviously, having guys like DJ Wilkins, Garrett Sturts, and Roman Penn around for four, five, six years, and now not there it's it's gonna look different uh thankfully the bulldogs do bring back obviously tucker devries who was a first team all-conference selection again preseason this year as well as the preseason most valuable player um award in which that he won last year so tucker coming back it'll be big to watch his growth and improvement um, watching him go a little bit last week in the blue and white scrimmage he the game seems to be slowing down for him he seems to be able to see things a little bit quicker and be able to react. I was really impressed with his ability to be able to get to his spots. He's always always been able to shoot, always been able to score. Obviously, I had no problem with that last year. And so finding him to be able to be a little more lethal and picking his spots and then setting his teammates up this year will be a lot of fun to watch. Along with leader Darnell Brody, he was a second team preseason selection. Um, he looked good. He, he looked ready to go, looked energized. Um, in the scrimmage the other day as well. And so I know that they're expecting big things from him on the floor, but also in, in a leadership role as, as they continue to figure out where these pieces all fit in. But biggest thing for this Bulldog team is going to be how quickly can they come together? How quickly can they gel and figure out their roles? 
fortunately they had an opportunity to go to Spain this summer, uh, a trip in which that only comes around once every four years. And so the timing of that worked out really good with a young team. I had some transfers, a new team, uh, maybe a better way to do explain it. And so hopefully that is something that's going to speed up the process a little bit for them. I, the talent is there. Um, like I said, they've kind of got a mix of, of guys in which they brought in some younger guys and some transfers as well. Some of the names, I mean, you're going to have Gibson and Overton, Hall and Garland are four guys in which are going to have to step up at that guard position. You know, all kind of have different set, skill sets in which that they're able to do. Um, you know, Gibson is going to be a transfer. He's a senior. And so a little bit more experience than the other guys. Um, but, you know, the talent is there. It's just a matter of, again, figuring out, okay, when to attack, um, when to get downhill, you know, when, when to know the situation. So that'll be big for those guys. Wright is another one. Sorry. He's also a transfer in, um, six, one guard in which I think he'll play, play a big part for them as well. And then, you know, coming back with Ferguson and Norweather and Connor Enright, um, who I know just got back into the swing of practice. He had a, had a knee scope. And so he hasn't, had as many reps here in the early part of the year, but uh, from all signs of things, it sounds like he'll be ready to go. And and so how does this work and how quickly can they come together with a target on their back? But uh, if there's anything that we've seen or learned from the Bulldogs, especially in this Darren DeVries era, is that uh, they can figure it out. And just like the season in which he came in, they can figure it out pretty quickly. Um, you know, they mixed and gelled really quickly starting out on that run going 18 and 0. And, um, I don't expect anything different from the Bulldogs. They have a really good staff. They have the players in place. They have the leadership. And so it'll be a lot of fun to see some new faces and to go through some of the growing pains with this Bulldog team, um, and sharing the successes. And so I think it'll be a lot of fun watching the Bulldogs this season, um, as they have high expectations and continue to get better throughout the year and hopes of again, going down and cutting down the nets in St. Louis and coming home with a NBC championship. Before moving off the Bulldogs here real quick, I did want to take a look at their schedule. They don't have quite the non-con schedule that the women see, but, uh, one thing that is a little unique is they actually have two conference schedules here before a break. And so November 29th, they go to Valparaiso and then December 2nd, Missouri state comes home. And so having those two conference games kind of in the middle of that non-conference changes things up a little bit. I mean, the thinking, you know, we're here to see where we're at and how we're doing and needing to get better and all that stuff. As you go through your non-con that changes when you have those conference games, you got to go out and win those and take care of business. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. They do open things up with their scrimmage November 2nd with Truman State. So that'll be kind of fun to be able to, with Truman State and the Iowa ties, and obviously Coach Horner down there, will be fun to see those guys come up here to the Knapp Center. And so they'll open up November 2nd. Then things will kick off for real November 8th with Lincecum. And then November 14th, Southwest Minnesota State also comes to the Knapp Center. Uh, before going to the Cayman Islands over Thanksgiving to play in a tournament out there, uh, they'll play open up with Oakland in that one, and then depending on how things shake out with that tournament. Again, then they have those conference games November 29th and December 2nd for St. Louis comes to town. So that one will be a lot of fun December 6th. They uh, will go out to Nevada for a tournament, or just really just a game out there against Nevada, Grambling State, Alcorn State, and then at UAB before kicking off the full Valley schedule starting January 2nd. 
And so the Bulldogs will have a good test. They'll know a little bit of where they're at. Hopefully have some of the kinks and stuff ironed out um, through that non-con and be ready to go there on January 2nd after break um, with that conference schedule. Let's jump over quick to our resident Panther, Adam, as he talks about what the Panthers are looking for this year and what they're excited about. Adam, take it away. The Panthers are looking to have a bounce back year in 23-24. A little bit under the radar last year with a couple key injuries, uh, more specifically, most specifically, um, Nate Heisey, uh, a junior this year who had a hand injury that actually kept him out for the majority of the year last year. So with that being said, a lot of pressure was put on Owen Bourne. A lot of pressure was put on some of the underclassmen last year. With that being said, Landon Wolf was one, um, and Michael Duax was another. Uh, Trey Campbell kind of getting thrown into the mix as well. With those injuries, that comes experience, right? So those three have a lot more experience than, than freshmen would probably get in their initial year um, in college. So that'll be a good thing. Uh, obviously, I mentioned Bowen Bourne, um, just a uh, – uh, just a score that that kid can put the ball in the bucket, but I think that the ball will be out of his hands a lot more this year. Um, I mentioned Nate Heisey, I mentioned Trey Campbell. Uh, you know, those are both guards, those are both guards that can handle the ball. Uh, and Trey will be taking over or acting as point guard a lot more this year as well. So, um, a lot more pressure taken off of Owen this year, I believe. They also are very excited about their freshman class coming in here. Um, got RJ Taylor, uh, who's coming in from Michigan, and then Wes Rubin, uh, freshman coming in from Chicago. Um, heard some great things about, about these two from the coaches from their time overseas playing here in the summer. Uh, so excited to see them play. Something that UNI doesn't do a whole lot is um, have transfers on their team. So they do have one this year. Um, his name's Jacob Hudson, a 6'11", uh, 6'11 center uh, who who came in from Loyola, Chicago. Um, and I've been hearing some very good things about him as well. So a lot of uh, exciting things coming in. You know, I've mentioned a, a lot of the starters. They do have um, Titan Anderson coming back as well, who is just a rebounding beast. Um you know, I'm I'm expecting a little more improvement on the offensive end uh, as far as scoring goes from Titan this year. So excited to see um, him him come out and uh, you know what what he's been working on in the offseason. So a lot of exciting things for the Panthers this year. I uh, have high expectations. Um, they were picked number two in the Missouri Valley, right behind Drake. So those two matchups specifically will be great to be at. Will be great to be a part of. Um, excited about those. But overall, excited about the season. Um, and Panther basketball. There you have it. Your full Missouri Valley coverage coming into this year. Should be a lot of fun on both sides, the men's and the women's. For the Panthers and the Bulldogs, we look forward to it. Get out to that coaching clinic this weekend, learn something, have some fun. As always, shoot or shoot.